Welcome to the Free Idea Podcast. We are back on this new podcast that I just made a few moons ago. I once again come to you with nothing in mind, just as I like it. So today we're going to talk about a million, 100% variety of ideas. <laughs> Starting with bad drivers in Austin. You know what happened today? I almost crashed. Almost crashed. Because some dummy bunny decided to uh, completely stop on the left lane. You know the left lane is supposed to go for fast people? It's supposed to be, you know? He stopped on there to put his blinker on the left and go left, okay? So he needed to take a turn to some gas station. I don't know what it was. And so he stopped in the middle of the left lane when I was going about 55 because that's the speed, or 45, I don't know, I, put, I have a recording, okay, I have a recording, and I'm gonna check it later, but boy, the person that was, there was a person in front of me, who moved, it literally moved, just seconds away from the car, <laughs> and as soon as he moved from the left lane to the right lane, he exposed the car that was parked there, and I was going full speed, I had to slow down on the brake, And when I was close to hitting him, I, wa I had to slam on the brakes. You know my truck carries 50 gallons of water. You know how much that is in weight? God damn, you want to stop a truck going that fast in a few seconds by slamming your brake in the beginning? You can't. If I were to slam the brakes, the wheels would lock. And then the app system would make them roll a little bit. So that was not wise. I had to. This is exactly why I pushed a little bit, started braking slowly and when i was too close then i slammed the brakes okay i did it because i'm fucking smart okay that means that i have to be smart for my own safety to protect myself from the dummies bunnies that do that shit crazy but wonderful experience i just had in the wonderful piece of shit um i'm not gonna say it but uh this city is <laughs> drivers suck in this city really suck you have to be smarter in order to accommodate for their dumbasses. Oh, let me check that. So 50 gallons of water is how much in weight? I know four gallons is like 32 or something. Okay, so that's uh, approximately 417 pounds in American. Oh, and how much in any other country that is not America? Uh-huh, 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 that's gonna be, come on, you're supposed to calculate it for me, uh, 189 kilograms, 189 kilograms, god damn, you want me to stop a car that already weights a ton, and then plus that much weight in a few seconds, and uh, it's just numbers really, I don't think this gives you a picture at all. But I felt the weight of those brakes. Those brakes, I need new ones after that. <laughs> and then, that was not the only problem. There was a car behind me who I have to protect and think of. Because as I am braking, I don't want the car behind me to go through the same experience I am going through. Because that dummy over there who flipped to the side. Okay, I know there was no choice to flip to the left. Because there was incoming cars in that area. And there was no choice to blink to the right. Because I simply didn't have enough time to... Oh, no, I think I did look at the right. And um, <clears throat> I saw cars being uh, driving next to me, so there was also no choice to do that. 
besides the time limit that I had to make an action was very small, okay? I cannot waste time on making a decision. I had to make one and uh, I look quickly, I'm like, okay, this is my only decision, there's no way. I cannot go left, I cannot go right. The only reason, uh, the only solution is stop the car, but stop it slowly so I can protect the person behind me. I put my hazard lights on and then I began braking increasingly. And I, I hope that that helped the guy behind me. And it did, but boy, we almost crashed. All three of us were like inches from each other. Centimeter for those non-American people. Centimeters away from the cars to bump each other. The one in front of me, the one... Uh, I'm not going to say because you guys are sexual as fuck. So, yep, I saved my life with my sheer power of intelligence. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Petey. Yes, you agree. Sheer power of intelligence. Uh, intelligence is power. Don't believe that. Intelligence is not power. Or what do they say? Information is power. Knowledge is power. It is not. To act on said knowledge is power. Because this happens times where people say, Oh, I knew that would have happened. Oh, I should have done this. I knew. Why didn't I do it if I knew? Well, because uh, knowledge is not power. Acting on the knowledge that you have. It is power. So uh, that's uh, my free idea for you is if you're a smart person like most people are, please act on your gut feeling. Act on whatever it is that you think is the right decision. Please do it. Because if it is, you'll be so proud of yourself. If it is not, eh, you'll forget about it later. And I forgot where I was going with this. But yeah, just do what you think is right, okay? Just do it. Do it, trust me. Uh, yeah, completely forgot the, the, what I was talking about. It happens to me. I think I have ADHD or some other uh, Alzheimer's for young people. I just go on rants and that, that's how I am. I tend to uh, look at random things. And when people speak to me after a few seconds, I get bored. And I switch the topic. Or it's not really that I get bored, but I just uh, it's just the easiest way to explain to the listener right now uh, but technically what happens is just I drift off automatically and change the topic mm, uh, I don't know why I do it I just simply do it it's a problem it's I believe a symptom of ADHD <coughs> I'm sorry I'm really having fun with this podcast I hope you are too um, I do think I have a weird personality but it's nice to show it off every once in a while uh, here in front of my microphone and my little little studio room. Uh, not, not not an actual studio, please. I would love to. It's uh, <laughs> it says 700 square feet, of which probably 100 feet is just uh, the patio, which nobody uses. I will never use because um, people are just walking and they can see me and they can even like knife me if they want it. Also, that brings me to another topic. People don't know what to do with their backyard. I've gone, I go to multiple houses. Yes, of course, that's my job. Backyards. Nobody knows what to do with them. There's so much empty space. I think it's a law in the U.S. that you have to have a front yard and a backyard. Um, but uh, not everybody's a gardener, okay? That's the only thing you can do in a backyard. Okay, maybe barbecue and gardening. But if you don't do none of those two, come on, nobody else does. Like A huge percentage is not going to do that. There's absolutely 
nothing to do with the backyard. It just becomes another storage area. All your shit that you bought that you thought you would use, uh, maybe you did use for a day, it's there. Water guns, uh, uh, equipment for exercise, chairs, a bunch of rusting things that you thought maybe one day you would get rid of. Stay there, a bunch of uh, furniture that is not really uh, other random stuff. It's unfortunate. People don't know what to do with backyards. I mean, I wouldn't know either. Even my own patio here is just full of shoes. Shoes that I washed like three months ago in, because I thought I would one day wear them again. So I gave them a wash, then they stunk because uh, I don't know. I don't know how to wash shoes. I guess I just put water, soap, let them dry. But then they end up smelling like shit. So now they're just there. That's decoration in the wall. About six pairs of shoes. Plus a chair, pretty random chair that is not even for sitting, very uncomfortable, high, made of wood and metal, not even in a nice shape. And I use it as decoration to put about two pots of plants or three, a little bonsai, a little cactus and a little uh, water lily, looks like it. And that's what it is. That's my patio. There you go. That's uh, my hundred square feet or 50, who knows how much that is. I never count them. But I never do anything about it. Like, I never go out there unless it is to clean stuff like the cat litter and uh, shoes. <laughs> anything else? <laughs> Maybe to go access the storage room. That's the only reason. Like, that whole area could just be boarded up and become a storage room. And it would make no difference. In fact, it would even make better difference. Because at least it would serve a purpose. Right now, it doesn't serve anything. So people with backyards, um, I don't know what you do with your backyard. It's absolutely nothing to do there. Some people try to get into gardening. Uh, that's nice, I guess, but I'm not into it. Then there's others who try to do some farming as a hobby. That is also nice, but I can see that eventually it's just boring and the farming ends. And come on, you just, why would you farm when you can go to the grocery store? Okay, okay, I'm too rich or something. Just go to the grocery store. It's just right there. Use your fossil fuels that cost uh, a lot of money. And go to the grocery store. You don't need to plant anything. Like, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I know it's nice to be able to have your own something fruit. Because it's yours in some way. But the amount of times that someone gives up on those plants. And they just end up... Uh, whittling away and getting dark and uh, sad and just destroyed it's too many too many times and then that just stays there as decoration like the whole dirt stays there and it looks ugly it makes the whole yard look ugly it is what it is people don't know what to do with their backyard i wouldn't know either that's why if i have a backyard it would be absolutely nothing the ground will be completely covered with rocks tiny ones by the way tiny cute rocks completely in the whole yard no spot would be left behind um, yeah in the front yard I would do something similar bunch of rocks everywhere and uh, maybe a little cactus here and there but actually not really cactus are pretty but come on they're spiky <laughs> you're basically every time you plant a cactus is like putting a no zone no go that's a place that you're never gonna walk around or be around. But either way, who walks in their front yard? Right? Backyards are for barbecuing and partying.
gardening, I guess. But if uh, a gym outside is nice, but every time it rains, you have to put the whole equipment inside the house. It's just going to rust. So I don't think it's very appetizing for anybody to give that a try. I love exercising outside I, I, in, my, in my parents' home. Just not my home. Not mine. I will never own a home. Never. This recession has me depressed. But anyways, over there I would do weights outside. Pretty sun. Uh, a lot of sweat. Very nice to do exercise outside. Very nice to take off your shirt. And uh, yeah, feels free. Uh, yes, I'm never gonna own a home. Uh, I think we will never own anything and we will be happy as people of the world. Recession. The American dream is dead. Uh, nobody will ever own a home ever again. <clears throat> if you did, if you do, it's probably, uh, uh, what do you call it, hereditary? Uh, something passed on to you by your parents because they passed away. Your parents, something like that. And that's about it. And that would be slowly dwindle down by every time somebody wants to sell one of those a company will acquire it and there it goes every time there will be less and less homes just homes okay land there's a lot but nobody wants to put the work to make the land into a livable place for humans they say that there's no space i don't remember but that was a train of thought long long ago that there's no space in the world people are all cramped up not really there's a lot of space there's a humongous amount of space um, but what there is not is the will to go chop down those trees, treat that dirt, hire somebody to plow it all and build something in it. And that's complicated. It just is, right? Like, who do you even call? I want a house right now. I want to build it. I have a terrain. Let's just say. Who do I call? There you go. I don't know. I guess I would Google it, but the whole process, it's daunting. Plus a, you know, a typical job that one has and comes tired, prep for the week. Uh, who has time for that, really? Who does? So, uh, sorry to have you depressed here, but uh, yes, the housing market is over. Uh, the American dream, you have to be asleep to believe it. Such and such, such and such. That's how the saying goes. There's nothing else to talk about, so I'll just make up something. Today, I was uh, spraying a house, beautiful wonderful they did an amazing uh what do you call it? style where the front yard was humongous and it was full of rocks on the floor that's the style i love and there was absolutely no plant in front of the house which was mm, beautiful beautiful so much space and then in the front area of the door there was just like a chair and a little plant like a cactus uh, and that made the front area look even more spacious bigger just because there was some random two objects there to compare it to the area as in size and it was beautiful that's an interesting style of the home um, they also had a backyard full of rocks which i like and they had a patio full of concrete with a ceiling very nice uh chimney i don't know why i actually don't know why a lot of austin homes have a chimney in their patio have you seen how hot it gets in the summer you don't need a chimney you really don't you don't you never will uh maybe because of winter it's really really cold actually that's extremely weird it does get cold in fact sometimes it gets uh frozen here for a few days uh, and so far no snow but it 
it do get froze it do get froze <sighs> but uh if you are in those type of weather conditions why would you want a chimney in your backyard why would you you know honey i'm freezing i better go outside and turn on the wood and just stay outside And when I get sleepy, I'll go back inside into the home, which is probably cold because I used all the wood to heat up the patio, which is outside the home. You know, what's the point? <laughs> have a chimney inside the home. Why the patio? I think people have this, uh, what do you call it, dreams. Uh, just the feeling, just having the opportunity to do something equals happiness. So just because I can uh, have a firewood, In the winter outside, that's enough to make me happy and feel like I accomplished something. I don't really have to do it. Just have to have the option. I guess a lot of it is psychology, a lot of it. If I ever own a home, if I ever, in the 20 years of my life that I have left, ever own a home, I will make it as practical as I can. I don't like Dead Space. Just, oh, but I do like the game. Dead Space is amazing. I love that game. I, I played it so much in the Xbox 360. Got every single achievement, 100%, even the one where you have to pass the whole game with a pistol. And then I also got the one that you have to pass the game on the hardest difficulty, but I um, I cheated, you know? I cheated. It was a glitch where you could carry on all your stuff from the playthrough prior and uh, carry it to the next Pryor, that reminds me, this comedian that I hear about called Richard Pryor. I assume there's another guy called Richard Afterwards. <laughs> so where was I going? A practical home. I would love a practical home. Something that every space it's used. And when there is space, that is the point. So if something is empty, it's on purpose. It's to give you that space of mind. I feel like homes that have a lot of empty space uh, help my mind be clear. It helped me feel like I have shit in, in order. I think it, it helps my ADHD, honestly. When I see a cramped area, I just want to clean it. I just want to throw stuff away. I want to feel like there's space to breathe. That's not claustrophobia because I'm okay being in little small places. <laughs> like my little life. So no claustrophobia, uh, just my, it's all psychological. It's just like that having the opportunity, right? I have the opportunity to go out in the cold and make a firewood. I have the, sorry, the option to put stuff in my house because there's so much empty space. Look how many wonderful things could go there, but I'm never going to put anything because that's the point. It's just to give me the feeling that I have options. You know what? Case closed. That's the reason why I love those empty spaces, by the way. Amazing. Great. Also, this uh, podcast is sponsored by NordVPN. Uh, uh, code uh, free idea uh, on your purchase. You'll get uh, 25 years uh, for free. <laughs> not really. I'm not sponsored. <laughs> But you know what? I got into the VPN just today for reasons that I will not say. They're not nasty reasons, as you may think. But they are quite some, uh, you know, some reasons that uh, I cannot say otherwise. I plead the fifth. You know what VPNs are used for. And 
uh, something happened and I realized it's time to be smart. It's time to put my knowledge into power and that means to act. Because I did something and then I got something and I'm like, oh my God, I knew it. I knew I had to use a VPN for this stuff. I knew it. I didn't do it because I thought, nah, it's not going to happen. Nah, if it happens, it doesn't matter. And it happened and it doesn't matter really. It doesn't. But if it happens a second or a third or a fourth or a fifth, it does happen. So, you know, learn my lesson, put my knowledge into practice. And I'm going to tell you what's the reason. Uh, now I got a VPN and it works okay. Uh, it does what it does. I think it was two years plus four months because I put code PewDiePie uh, for 90 bucks. Pretty good deal. I wish there was a VPN that wasn't a monthly service that you could just purchase and it's yours. But I guess this service monthly thing helps with keeping it updated every once in a while. I think you are listening to my cat that wants attention. He wants to play with me. He's quite an active little boy. Very cute Siamese black face like a panda. Oh, what's that thing? The trash panda? I forgot it. But you you know the trash panda. Very cute. Looks like that. White body. Black face. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. Yeah, NordVPN. Pretty good VPN. Uh, just because it's cheap, it does what it does. I got the cheapest version that I could purchase because I just need that. Uh, and it covers whatever you do in the internet. <clears throat> you gotta do what you gotta do, okay? Which is so strange. Uh, how there's always there's always people that try to stop people from doing stuff like uh, you know rules and such that you are meant to break. There's people that want to break those rules, and so they sell software like this to break such rules. And everybody knows. Even the people that make the rules know that somebody just made something to break the rules and somehow it's not illegal. It's super strange. In China, VPNs are illegal, but they are used widely. In fact, you have to have a VPN in order to use uh, YouTube, anything Western, Google, Facebook, VPN. Uh, but the government classifies it as an illegal activity and you will go to jail or something. If they catch you, which of course, um, I guess it will only catch you if you're like, hey, Mr. Officer, have you seen my beautiful VPN? <laughs> like, oh, yes, sir, they come this way. I have a room that amplifies the VPN signals. Oh, yes, um, sir, why does this room have metal bars? Ah, oh, it's just to amplify the signal. <laughs> Enjoy your stay. <laughs> but America does not count VPNs as illegal. Um, most countries don't, I guess. Uh, Germany, uh, nope, but you do need one. If you're going to start doing shady stuff, please buy yourself a VPN, protect yourself. I mean, you wouldn't have sex without a condom, right? So you wouldn't surf the web without a VPN. <laughs> Unless you want kids or uh, something else that would relate to an internet thing. I like this podcast because it's free so far. I don't know about the future, but so far it is free. As in free speech. Uh, I don't know what the rules of free speech are. I know there are some strange rules about uh, inciting violence. Like if you say kill the president, I don't even know. Because Mr. Donaldo uh, did something, right? And then they're trying to chase him in court because of that riot that happened. Because he was inciting it. Um, very strange, very strange. So not really freedom of speech, I guess. They will blame you if you make like an army and then tell the army to go shoot this person and then the army shoots that person and, and now you're to blame instead of blaming the army. It's very strange, right? It's very, very strange. 
What, what is freedom of speech in America anyways? I don't know. But I like what George Carlin said. Freedom of speech <laughs> is that I can tell you, go fuck yourself. And then you have the right uh, to fuck me up. <laughs> if you don't like what I said, you have the right to kill me. <laughs> Technically, yes. Technically, yes. But then the police gets involved and now you, they have the right to put you in jail. Very funny uh, joke. Very funny because, yes, we are free to do whatever we want and free to get the consequences slapped onto our face as well. Just like saying, well, you can drink lava, but only once. You can chew on glass, but a few times only. <laughs> uh, when I was teaching a school, they would... Uh, I was teaching about lava and volcanoes really nice. and Kids love jokes. I, I love telling, telling them jokes and I said, you know... Can you eat lava? <laughs> Most kids were very smart. Of course they were. And, and then the playful one said, yes. But of course everybody says no. They're joking. And then I surprised them and said, yes. But one time. <laughs> if you eat lava, you... Oh. Very fun experience. Very fun. I hope they enjoyed my classes. Uh, they were fun classes. I tried to put as much fun into them because I know they're boring. In fact, even I as a teacher was bored. Come on, bored. Look, this is how I measure happiness. I think I already said it in the previous podcast. If I'm having fun, most people will be having fun too. Or just, that's the way I think. If I'm having fun, you're having fun. Somebody else is having fun. Not all the time, of course. Uh, like if I'm, uh, I'm not going to say the joke. <clears throat> But you get the point. I also have uh, pretty dark humor, which I have not learned to control very well. So sometimes I may say things that are shocking on purpose because uh, I think they're funny. But also I think that it serves as a test to my mental health. So if I say something very strange, um, I'm kind of aware that somebody will judge me and be like, well, I think you, know, you need to go to a therapist and I'll say, sure, but I'm quite healthy. <laughs> I'm not going to say, I just have a very, very very dark sense of humor too much too much for my own mental health but it is fun i have fun everybody has fun unless they don't and i had something in mind to talk about and i oh yeah so i was listening to my previous podcast in the car amazing ah oh, beautiful Mwah! beautiful podcast uh if you haven't listened to it uh, i don't uh, recommend you to listen to it there's nothing in there for you It's all for me. <laughs> really, I was listening. Uh, I, I'm always cringe about listening to my own voice. Really, very cringe. But I forced myself into it. And it didn't take long. About 10 seconds, I was already enjoying my own voice because I'm narcissistic as fuck. Of course, who would do a podcast all by himself just speaking to a microphone? Because uh, I love my mind and speaking it out. And then who would listen to his own podcast? In fact, who would almost get into a car crash? And the dash cam that I have is recording that car crash. But at the same time that is recording my car crash, is also recording me listening to the radio, which is myself speaking. <laughs> I love it. Narcissistic as fuck. <laughs> Who's that guy listening to himself on the radio for one hour? Oh my God, I loved it. You know what? I agreed with everything he said. That's the that's the best part of listening to my own podcast. Everything that guy says, I'm like, wow, I I thought about that too. 
oh wow did he complain about bad drivers finally somebody said it i've been thinking about that all day long but just nobody would talk about it <laughs> everything i hear in that podcast i'm like i agree with that guy yeah it sounds pretty pretty smart likable ah finally somebody had the guts to say that no really there are many things that i say in the, this podcast that i just don't hear anybody else say uh most likely because uh, the podcast i listen to are few <laughs> and of course i don't think i have a view that nobody else does uh i just have a view that i haven't heard from the podcasters that i listen to which there are a few actually bill burr uh mr roginski rogan what's the other uh conan uh from coco um And then a few news news websites uh, up first, pretty nice. And that's it. Maybe a few one one or two that I just can't remember, but I may have listened to. And there are problems that they just don't talk about that it's always in my mind. There are also like YouTube videos and recommendations that I get that they're amazing, but there are things that they just don't say. I know somebody else out there is saying it, but their recommendation hasn't gotten to me. One of those things is that people here drive like shit. Uh, I haven't heard anybody say that except only only when I ask some of my customers like, wow, Texas has been growing a lot. Austin has grown even more. What do you feel is the difference now than a few years ago? And they say, well, the driving is worse. And I say, hey, I agree with you. Fuck them drivers. Serial box killers. License Mr. Crumbles. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what I was going for. Oh, yeah, I love myself. Yes, narcissism. <laughs> I was listening to my previous podcast for an hour because I had a, a ride that was about 40 minutes or something. I completed my stuff. Then I went back for another 40 minutes to the next customer. And, yeah, I was just listening to myself. I was having a great time. The strangest thing is that, you know, I make jokes, in, of course, and then I laugh at them while saying it in the podcast. And when I'm listening to the podcast, I laugh at that same joke, but uh, not on purpose. It actually makes me laugh. <laughs> It's so funny. Like, I said it. I know maybe what I will say next. Um, but it still catches me off guard, and I, I laugh. It does make me laugh. It's like, oh my god, that guy finally has my my type of humor. Gosh, I love that podcaster. He has my type of humor. He believes the same thing I believe in. Um, we think the same. What I agree with everything he says. Just wonderful. Who's this guy? <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> he laughs just like me. Oh my! Another thing I noticed is. I need to practice in my words because I would speak very fast and I wouldn't enunciate my words enough and they would just go into the next sentence. Now I understand why a lot of people I speak to just go, what did you say? And I'm thinking, didn't I say it loud enough for you to understand? Why do I have to repeat myself? Okay, I repeat myself and they go like, what? that's why because i speak blah, 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 blah. that's why people don't hear me and i did i knew this to some extent but when i listened to that podcast i realized it 
how annoying it was. I just didn't know what I said next. So now I have to practice on opening my mouth more, uh, pronunciating the words more. And if I'm going to talk fast, it will be after some practice. I guess, I guess the more I do this podcast, the more practice I will get naturally. So bear with me, Mr. Wolf, or bear on the sidewalk. Yeah, English. Have you noticed how dumb English is? The comedian was talking about that. British, by the way. <clears throat> He was talking about the differences between British and just American English. Pointing out that American English is lazy or dumbified. So when he refers to the street where somebody walks, he calls it pavement. And Americans call it sidewalk. <laughs> and it's funny because it's a walk on the side. Uh, he was talking about horse riding in Britain. And in America, they call it horseback riding. They have to point out to you where to ride the horse in the back. <laughs> Uh, what else he mentions? God, they have so many, so many good jokes. It's one of those videos in YouTube in a late night show. And I started thinking about it. And it is true. I mean, we can just randomly say some things. Uh, dinner table. Okay. Is a table for the dinner. Uh, desktop. Well, it's a computer that goes in the top of the desk. I guess. So not all the time. TV stand. Well, it's a stand for... Uh, your waffle maker? <laughs> Microwave? Not really. Uh, refrigerator? Nah. Knife? Nah. Uh, hot pot? Well, hot pot is what we call that uh, soup thing where you cook stuff in a pot because it's hot. You see? A hot pot. <laughs> American is so easy. They, they really make words easy. So easy that people just come up with their own words because it really is that easy to add a new one. Every once in a while. Uh, but changing the topic a bit, but still sticking to the words. America has this strange thing of calling, I don't know, the syntax of the sentence when they say free drugs. What is it? Drug free? I am drug free. But it kind of sounds like you're giving drugs away for free. Uh, I am penis free. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I am batteryless, right? Batteryless? I don't know. I'm gonna move on. Next joke, Apple. Yeah, I'm looking at my Apple phone. Ooh, kitties, what are you doing? I think they're playing over there. Ooh, they're having fun. So I have two cats. Uh, one is a pet, lovely. Let's herself just be grabbed and carried and she never bites or scratches. And the other one is what I call a cat. That's uh, Mr. Pewdie over there. Who? It's a raccoon. He really behaves like a cat. Doesn't like to be carried. Doesn't like to be touched. Doesn't like to be... Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> and he just meows at the door because he wants to go out. And he doesn't even meow. He just goes like a dog. Wow, wow. He goes meow, wow, wow, wow. It's like he almost meows. But then turns into some other animal. He goes meow, wow, wow. <laughs> meow, wow, wow. Every single time at night. 
he just miawawaws at the window all day long. It's annoying. He wakes us up. We don't even have kids, and we are already waking up at 4 in the morning, uh, 12 p.m., random time, so 12 a.m. And you can hear him in the background, maybe once in a while he goes, Grrr. I think he was kicking some random stuff. Yep, cats, cats, cats. If you ever think about getting some kids, get yourself some cats, and uh, you'll think twice. Because they do display some annoying traits that you will get when you get your own kids. Like waking you up randomly, um, wanting attention, but then you give them attention and then they're like, no, that's not exactly what I wanted. They go, <laughs> you say, open me that door and then you open the door and they're like, mm, yes, thank you. And then they just enter the room and stay there in like three feet of space. And that's what they like. Pretty strange. Strange. Cats are strange. And then they look like they want to fight you, but actually they want to play. And then they just grab stuff wherever you have stuff, like decoration, and throw it on the floor and bite it, and just as he's doing right now with my pyramid. Hey, Beauty. I hope you're having fun with my pyramid. That's actually a nice decoration gift. Thank you. Yep, he likes to play with my decorations. I just can't have too many decorations in the home. That's like what it is to have a cat. Nephew, on the other hand, which is a beautiful pet, does not annoy us, does not meow in the window, and doesn't do any of those annoying traits that my other one does. She, unfortunately, is a destroyer. She gets on top of the cabinet at night because she does. She knows, she has learned not to do that because we slap the shit out of her. Um, so she doesn't do it during the daylight or while we're here, but she does it every single time at nighttime goes on top of the kitchen counter the stove everything that is there she just throws and lately we had a plant that was a gift also for my mother and she bit that plant and she ate it she just bit it bit it bit it every leaf till there was nothing and what can we do about it? Well, I carry that cat. I show her the leaves that were destroyed and I go, no. And I give her a little slap and then I give her a few other slaps and repeat the same message. And I guess she get it, but there's no point anymore. The plant is done. It's finished. There's no more plant where there was a plant. Woo! We are in 38 minutes. I want to do an hour again. Uh, today, it's basically the next day from the last podcast. I had another easy day. Uh, tomorrow may be even easier. I don't know yet, yet, but today was an easy day. It was rainy. Uh, some people canceled because it's rainy. They have the reasons. Some of the spraying doesn't work in rain, specifically when doing mosquitoes. While it's raining, it doesn't work. Before it rains, it does, but, you know, some people don't trust uh, the process, even the spraying process. That's okay. They have their own their own way of thinking and we respect that so we reschedule those services uh and that's it you know so easy day today i came early <coughs> excuse me i'm sorry i forget that i'm actually speaking to someone technically even though nobody listens to this except myself on the radio like a damn narcissist as i crash into a car we're listening to my own instead of listening to my thoughts i listen to my actual voice coming out of the radio i love it love it but i love it as long as i'm talking about something i enjoy which is uh i want to uh, now talk about something 
interesting. So today I had a good attitude and I displayed it with my customers and my customers gave me a nice review. I think actually two people gave me a review because that's something I always do. I gave them the choice to give me a review after the service, uh, basically a text message automatically that I have to send, which is automatic. You know what? That's strange. I have to physically send the message, but it's an automatic message. So it's always the same wording, but I have to input that. I have to look for their name, their phone number, and I have to, you know, do the whole thing instead of being an automatic message that is sent as soon as the service is complete. Yeah, I'm not going to bore you with the details, but why is it not fully automatic? I don't understand. Anyways, I had a great attitude this morning as I was listening to myself, the best person in the world. I mean, in my world, I guess. Or is it, uh, I'm sorry, um, if you're listening, Charlene, you're the best person in the world. It's not actually me. <laughs> oh, I love jokes. I love jokes. Uh, what do I not love? Uh, what do I find annoying besides drivers in Austin? Well, drivers in China were terrible too. Horrendous. Um, I would die pretty much every day. I would almost get into a car crash. And if, if you didn't get into a car crash every day, like, are you even living in China? But eventually, I just trusted that drivers are horrible. I just knew that that person right in front of me is going to take a turn without putting the signal. I knew that in this particular spot, a car is going to come out of nowhere without, you know, slowing down. I could trust in their shitty driving skills. There was some consistency, okay? And that allowed me to drive safely. Pretty strange. But when you trust that everybody is untrustful, you drive safe. In here, on the other hand, nope. You get really amazing drivers. And then once in a while, you get a dummy boy who doesn't use the turn signal, who just stops in the middle of nowhere as you're speeding. Uh, well, in the speed limit, of course. But... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cop, that you're listening to this. You know, I wanted to be a cop before. Actually, sorry, uh, let me not do that. I tend to switch topics pretty frequently. Let me finish this train of thought first. And then I switch copy. Uh, copy. Uh, what's going on with my brain? Uh, damn it, I forgot. The point is that you could trust shitty driving in China, and that was safe. And here you cannot trust shitty driving. <sighs> I'm going to work on that, but it's pretty dangerous to drive here. Austin, just Austin in particular. Every time I go to my hometown, which is Hidalgo, back in the border area, everybody drives so nice, so slow, like time doesn't even exist. And I know it's part of the culture there just because cops were always on the lookout and catching you for not even stopping at a stop sign for more than three seconds where the wheels actually have to stop and then you go you know why i know this rule yes exactly because i was told many stories about uh, family and friends and everybody else who was stopped by a cop because they didn't do exactly that i also know that one time a friend was going about uh, i think of 40 or 50 15 uh, 30 zone, uh which is always a chill zone like uh nobody it's just a straight path there's no surprises if you go 60 it doesn't matter but a cop stopped us it was my friend and me, and uh, he was super kind to give us a, war a warning, uh, which, thank you so much, we were barely uh, going to college at that point, so oof, that, that was a huge help that he didn't stain our records or give us you know, a bad taste before going to the real world.
Thank you, Mr. Cup. Uh, I forgot where was I going with this. Oh yeah, people drive better anywhere else other than Austin. I guess I don't know if Houston and Dallas, because they're also big cities. I've never been actually been there, but I I have never driven there. I was being driven like a rich man I am by my parents. <laughs> Private chauffeurs, 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 chopper, chop, 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 chop. Now I can go to the next topic. I wanted to be a cop. Uh, honestly, just because I wanted a job, and then I saw the recruitment thing, and I was like, hey, I give it a shot, and then I started making my mind, like, a dream, daydreaming, like, oh, yeah, I'll have a gun with me all the time, I go to the shooting range every day, bullets are cheap, uh, I'd love to be a cop, which is the worst <laughs> reason to be a cop, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I study psychology, I know how to talk to people, yeah, I'll be good talking to people who have uh, crashed in the last five minutes i can slow them down and uh, if anything happens i'll just be like man you cannot park here i'm gonna have to move your car and she'll be like oh. of course mr cop of course i thank you for letting me know i could not park here i'm gonna move my destroyed vehicle that only has one working wheel uh next to the gas station over there where the homeless are which by the way austin has a lot of homeless but let me go to the next uh, what was it uh, being a cop yeah i wanted to be a cop uh, i didn't end up being one didn't pass the first test of probably seven <laughs> which was uh push-ups uh mile run and uh crunches very strange super strange because they required a lot they required 50 push-ups uh, to pass for my age of 26 at the time which is still is the same and uh what was it 40 something apps in under one minute and then you had to run 1.5 miles in 12 20 to pass you had only to pass two of those three and well i didn't pass any of them zero i did 20 push-ups 20 apps and then I did like uh, 14 minutes in the 1.5 mile, which I say is goddamn good. I was killing myself doing it, killing myself. And they didn't accept me. Boy, the next test after that was an actual written or a multiple choice test. I'm sure I would have passed it. Come on, I have a master's degree, people. Master's degree, okay. That's why I work as a pest control technician because I'm fucking smart. So I didn't pass the physical exam. The ones who did looked like uh, movie actors from Marvel movies. Buffed as fuck. And I guess that's the type of cop they were looking for. Uh, not somebody that, you know, has some college degree or uh, some type of smartness in themselves. Maybe somebody who, you know, you know is very, very resistant to, you know, stress who knows how to talk to people under stress, who studied psychology. No, they're not looking for that. Looking for somebody who's Captain America, and that's it. <laughs> Honestly, they even the the big boy over there, uh, you know, big master cop said, uh, we need like 700 cops. Like, we need to fill out these positions. Please tell your cousins, your friends, your anybody to come join us. And I'm like, well, Mr. Cop, I mean, it's 50 push-ups. <laughs> Please, 
what are you looking for? I thought, I thought, I hate this, but I thought, you know, that it's about my need, like, I want to be it, and then I'm going to go to a training school, and there they will, you know, build my cardio, and I'll be doing some push-ups, military style, I guess, you know, don't, up, down, up, come up, pussy, you know, and then build up those pecs and eventually do those 50 push-ups with time and then you'll have a a police force that is fit blah 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 no not really they want fit people first which i don't get it because you know a lot of those that, that were there didn't look that fit it's like they got lucky however they joined they did not repeat that test later on for sure <laughs> i know a lot of i guess different cities have different uh qualifications for the exercise fit test because i've gone to some old uh, you know little towns that have that typical cup that is a donut and i uh, whenever i see that now i i think how did you pass the test and i didn't <laughs> how did you pass that fitness I'm, I'm salty okay i'm salty i'm angry it's okay i have a better job now i still i have a company car okay Okay, I do shoot things. Okay, it's not people. I do kill bugs. And I don't feel bad at the end of the day. I can go to sleep. <laughs> All right, okay. There's a lot to be thankful here. But I just can't believe that the cops of Austin have such crazy requirements in the physical test. Just one of the seven tests that they have. And they need to fill about 700 positions and they are actually understaffed okay have you guys actually thought about i don't know training your future cops their cardio instead of asking for you know what i mean okay i'm, I'm fucking salty the other tests were multiple choice uh lying detector which we already know it's fake as fuck uh, but they still require it for some odd reason and then other strange tests, right? Like they call everybody, your references, jobs for 10 years, friends, uh, cousins, everything. Everything just to make sure that you're a good person. Which honestly, let me tell you, the only person that can become a cop easy is high schoolers. They have no work experience to show. They have no crazy friends or even that much of history for so for like the cop to the investigator to call and be like yeah johnny yeah he's a fuck up don't hire him they barely have anything so they go through the process quick it's like the perfect thing right clean slate the problem is that it's an untested piece of uh i don't it's like a sword you know uh untested steel I wanted to say untested piece of steel or something like that, but I thought it would be weird to just say it, okay? I wasn't going to say piece of, you know. <laughs> they are untested. I am tested. They don't want me. Uh, yeah, so high schoolers end up becoming, and then it's high schoolers who have been athletes, you know? So I do remember many, about 10 years ago, I was, uh, I'm going to spare you the details, but I saw one of the biggest bullies in my school with a cop uniform driving the traffic i saw him i recognized that goddamn ugly face that face that i just wanted to insult every day he was the bully of the school and he was a cop and i thought how how like, how did you 
you are the opposite of what a cop does. You, your whole life was bullying people. Your whole life was getting into trouble. How did he pass those tests? Really, how did he pass? Uh, who did they call? Did they call his teachers at least to see if he was a good kid? I don't even know. I don't know how people like that become cops. So that's my problem. And then people complain about why cops are the way they are. Well, I tell you, because they hire high schoolers. Untested steel. Their uh, physical requirements are too high. And uh, they're not really looking out for, you know, other qualities such as psychology. Knowing how to de-escalate a situation. No, they're looking for muscles first. Look, as a cop, you don't need that much muscle. You have a taser gun. And then you have a bunch of other cop friends who can pretty much gangbang the guy. <laughs> All right, if you need to. Everybody has the taser. They Don't they have also the police baton? So you don't need that much strength. You have a fucking stick. <laughs> and then you also have pepper spray. Yeah, a lot of strength. In fact, strength is not even uh, encouraged for cops. They do, over, they do overdo it, right? That's a problem. But it's not encouraged. They always shoot real bullets. But uh, if you don't, if a cop doesn't want to kill, he has like two options, right? Electrocute the guy or pepper spray him. Or just intimidate him uh, into submission with a real gun. <laughs> but strength is not required. They don't tell you, okay, you got to be strong to, I guess, just enough to tackle him, if, if anything. But don't they have dogs for that and helicopters? I mean, a, a helicopter tackling a guy, that's totally possible. So what's going on here? That's the thing. I don't know. I think uh, Austin Police is trying to change their image. Uh, I guess, but I don't know. Have you ever had like a solution and the solution is so clear to you, but somehow it's unclear to anybody else? It's like uh, common sense is not common for everybody. That's how I feel about this. Like, please, guys, lower your physical standards and train the cardio if it's so important to you but come on give me a chance <laughs> give me a chance oh you had a chance i wanted to be a cop in fact i didn't even want to be a cop okay <laughs> in fact i didn't i just wanted to to give it a try you know and then when they said no now i want to be one now i'm like now nah, who you're saying no to <laughs> the perfect person now it's all jokes here but yeah, part of it did hurt me. Part of it, which I'm still coping with. Uh, I do have a gun nowadays, uh, pretty much. <laughs> My spraying gun. I spray bugs every day. I do tell them, get on the ground! And then the, the spider just gets on the ground like spiders do. Uh, what else? If I need backup, I just go to my truck and... Uh, um, I fill up my backpack with some more extra uh, chemical power. I guess, I guess. <laughs> I keep the peace around the neighborhoods in the bug world. Uh, yeah, I kill the predators. Uh, I also kill the food. <laughs> Did you know I found a black widow only a few days ago? Beautiful spider. Beautiful, gorgeous little piece of shit. It's so small, black widows. The adult black widow, it's... The size of an average little spider, really. It's so small. Uh, but the baby black widow, oh my god, that thing is small. Like, just not even baby, like an adolescent. I think is what I saw. 
tiny little cutie. It's beautiful. A shiny coating of black, kind of like a car. And then the red stomach, I saw that perfectly because it was backwards. And it was so small. And I thought, God damn, this thing can kill me in 30 minutes. Or at least when I was a kid, that's what I would. It's true, right? A black widow can kill you in 30 minutes if you're a kid. Under t I don't know. That's what I always believed in my life. If you're an adult, you get a horrible time if you get bitten by one of those. But it's so small. That's why I'm afraid of spiders. Because they're so tiny and they can give you a bad time. Uh, just like someone's penis. <laughs> and then I saw a scorpion, which is bigger than that widow. Uh, but equally scary. And he was eating a cricket. He had him in his crab little pincers and he was chewing on it well he wasn't chewing on it he was more like full of it in its mouth and then just looking at me like what you gonna do about it mister and i said just carry along citizen then i went to another box that i was servicing and i uh, opened it and i found a pago hunt spider uh the one that everybody sees in texas which is just brown with a little black stripe or white stripe on the back very typical they don't make webs they just jump around and walk around uh normal size and i've seen some big ones but this one this one was wild organic spider <laughs> this is this was non-gmo it was humongous even the, the front two legs were not even brown anymore they were black they had evolved it was so big he was becoming something else <laughs> Oh boy, I see some things here. And then in another box, I found a dead rat. Almost uh, dried up. Yep, dried up, pretty much. Like a lion built into a mat. Yeah, except it was ugly and smelly. That's the life of a pest control technician. Uh, we do hire. We don't require you to do 50 push-ups. Uh, we do require you to... Uh, carry a backpack that weights about 33 pounds. I guess if you're in the military, you're perfect choice. I'm sorry about your niece. Uh, not your nephew, but your niece. <laughs> gotta stop with these jokes. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm salty, okay? I'm salty. I really feel... Sometimes I think about uh, applying again to the cop thing just so that I get accepted. And then I'm like... Nah, fam, I'm out. But I don't, I don't know. One day I'll get to that physical point where I can do 50 push-ups and I'll be like, you know what, in your face. I did 50 push-ups by doing pest control, okay? Because they train me, unlike you. No, but seriously, anybody who's out there in the cup force, uh, why are you requiring so much from your people uh, just in the beginning without really... You know, expecting to train them later. In fact, doesn't Germany have like two years of training before you become a cop and they do focus on education during that time? I don't know if they need a degree or they do get a degree of some sort. But America, no, no, no. You just do, I believe, eight months of academy. And of course, there's a lot of criticism there on the, tra the quality of the training. I don't know, man. But when I told my boss, my Korean boss about it, that I wanted to be a cop and I didn't make it. He was like, good for you, man. Because they don't even pay. <laughs> Here we pay you more than they would have paid you. And uh, you're not really exposing your life like you are here. In fact, here, whenever something bad happens, I've heard that two cops uh, respond to the call. Like two cop cars. 
instead of one because it's so dangerous they need a second person to be there which i agree of course in every every cop should do that right what happened to the partners the partner system i don't know i don't really know but it would be nice for two people to respond instead of all their responsibility falling into one that's kind of scary if, if you're the only one there because uh, you have to solve a bunch of problems and every problem is different and every problem is new you do not have all the solutions you wish to help the people but the way that you help them may get them angrier uh, you're not even trained to you know de-escalate but you try your best uh, but your girlfriend left you because you're not really good at de-escalating situations so now you have this situation that it's even more radical and uh, good luck Good luck. And I did one hour, 30 seconds, but I'm loving it. I think I'm going to keep going a little bit. But I do have to stop on this rant because it was it was pretty long about being a cop. So nice. And I also wanted to get in it just for the bad reasons. Uh, but it's just like everybody else, right? Like the military people get in there because they want to wear the uniform and look cool and get all the respect of everybody else just because they look cool. Um... I wanted to be a cop so I could carry a bulletproof vest every day. It looks amazing. I could carry a gun at all times, even though I don't want to kill anybody or even use it on anybody except my cats. But it would feel amazing. And then, you know, just looking amazing. It's pretty cool. And then driving a car. Oh, that's the part that I love about driving a cop car. All of a sudden, as soon as you get in that and start driving in anywhere, everybody around you becomes automatically a good driver doesn't matter what it happens all the time if you're driving a cop car everybody around you drives at the speed limit or maybe a few miles above okay <laughs> that's amazing like ah you, you you get rid of all the shitty drivers that are that exist in this world like automatically with that simple trick you know this is the one trick that i want you to know if you want to fix shitty driving become a cop drive a cop car Actually, just drive a cop car or a car that looks like one, you know? You know what I mean? Sometimes there's a car in your rear view mirror that looks like one and just slow it down. Just drive one of those. <clears throat> Everybody automatically will start driving really good around you. Life hack. So I wanted that too. Um, what else? I wanted the half price at the gun range. I think they sell you bullets cheaper and then you can go there cheaper. I don't know how much is the percentage but don't also cops have their own shooting range I, don't know, I wanted that i really wanted that just to go i guess it's my hobby right and it's expensive hobby so i wanted a, a cheaper way to fill fuel that hobby that's why all the wrong reasons to be a cop but uh, pretty fun reasons i know people uh, that become cops and military for way less reasons than that <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it you know it's like that's how it always starts. You always get in there for the wrong reasons and then eventually either you like it or you don't. Like the job that I currently have, I got there for the simple reason that I need money and I needed a job because, you know, I got to pay rent. Totally uh, a reasonable reason. Uh, that's a word that means the same thing. Reasonable reason. Is every reason reasonable? I don't know. I'm figuring out if I could cut some words out of my speech dictionary because I'm communist. Communist, you don't need too many words to uh, uh, what it, to explain yourself, really. A few words do the trick. Or a few words do trick. Or words do trick. <laughs> okay, I forgot. 
Yeah, so somebody gets in a job for any reason and they start liking it, like me. I just needed to pay the rent. I got whatever came into me. I accepted the job. I didn't even try in the interview, which is amazing. I didn't even try, really. Uh, and I got it. And then I just started loving the results of the job, mostly, which is the physical of it, the physical part of it. I, I feel healthier, health super good. I'm looking stronger. I'm into protein now. Um, it's just great. It really is great. I got in there for the wrong... Nah, it's the right reason, actually. But not a motivated person. And I love that everybody in there is not uh, bullshitting about money. Uh, like, really, nobody gets into pest control because they love the job. <laughs> they get there because need, they need money, okay? So that's something that even... Some of my bosses have said, like, you know, we know that you're here to make money and I'm here also to make money and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, um, money is not a taboo to talk about. I love that. I really do. Because I know in some businesses it is a taboo to talk about it. It's like, well, don't do it for the children. Are you a teacher because you love the children? No, pay me. Pay me. Pay me good. Um, crying children and... And they insult me and stuff, and I need a good pay to forget <laughs> to go to sleep after this. Pay me so I can handle the stress. But don't you love the culture of the job and how we serve the community? Nah, uh, serving the community doesn't pay my bills. It's uh, something that has been known uh, probably even before Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, I love that here there's no bullshit on money. Um, it's obvious that everybody works for that reason. Uh, I want to talk about the interview that I had. Ooh, got a phone call of a phone number that I don't recognize. I'm sorry, mister. But I'm just a uh, anthropod. And a shy anthropod. And I will not answer phone calls that I don't know who they are. Unless they send me a voice message, which I don't even know if I have set up. I think I do, but we'll find out in a moment. Um, gosh, they always lose my train of thought with this thing. So I'm going to, you know, just turn off that silent mode, put it down. Ah, dang it. I was talking about something, something about jobs and my job and, uh, interview. Yeah. I like, I just needed a job, right? And, uh, I want to go th with you through the questions. Cause so thank you for hiring me. But one of the questions was, um, what are you looking for in a company? I was so done, really. There's a lot of history as to what led to that type of attitude that I had about six months of applying and getting rejected. A lot of history. I'm going to cut it short to just the part where my attitude shows, right? So I'm doing this interview. And uh, why do I want to work for this company? No. What am I looking for in a company? And I just said two things. And I said that they do whatever they say they're going to do. And that uh, they are on time. Something along those lines. And then I stay quiet. And psh, there you go. What, if we hire you, what would you do for us? Or like, what what do you bring to the table in such a way? And I said, well, I would um, be punctual. And I would do my work. <clears throat> and I would not be in my phone. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. Like, what else do they need? Right? They need somebody reliable. And I think I said something like that. I'll, I'll be reliable or dependent. Somebody you can depend on. But I didn't really flower it at all. 
I was so dry with my answers. And I don't know, some other questions like that, I wish I could remember, but they were questions, typical interview questions, but then super dry answer. And they loved it and hired me. And I am so thankful they did because, oh boy, this is the this is the place for me. There's, there's people that have my type of attitude there, uh, dark humor. I mean, we all kill bugs and rats. Uh, not really like psychopaths, of course. It's poisons that we we uh, change the wording to chemicals, so it's nicer. But you know, it is what it is. Okay, you kill stuff. <laughs> so you need a type a type of person that does that for a living. And not only is the fact that doing it, it's also the fact that you're looking at it. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that don't like to get anywhere close to a spider, much less a roach, even less a rat. <laughs> there's people that just work on rats. They get on, uh, on the rooftops, like with the thing that is inside the roof attic. Not the attics that use uh, syringes and crack cocaine, but the attics that are on top of your house. <laughs> and they are catching rats with all types of traps that they set up and sometimes they have to carry the, the box and release them somewhere else or it's not rat but raccoons yeah raccoons are the ones that they release in a sanctuary a free uh, a place for raccoons very nice very nice way of doing it don't kill raccoons rats on the other hand of course they eat the, they eat the delicious forbidden fruit that uh, Eve ate and they just go meet the Lord. I mean, their maker, not our Lord, I guess. <laughs> but it is what it is, okay? You need a type of person to do those types of jobs that are not afraid to look at a rat, a roach, a spider, even a snake. Well, I do. I encounter a snake about uh, once a month doing my job. And it's always a surprise. <laughs> it's a surprise for both of us, surprisingly. The snake doesn't like me as much as I don't like it. They are afraid of us, and uh, yeah, you need a. I'm gonna, you know, need a different type of person for this type of job. Different. You you have to have nerves of steel to get into some places. Uh, Black Widow, right there in my hand, very close to it. Uh, scorpion in my face, yeah, delicious scorpion eating its delicious cricket. Uh, I've seen birds eating carcasses on the road. Uh, one of those big old birds that like to eat dead stuff. Uh, amazing birds, by the way. It's very scary how they eat. Uh, but it feels like you're watching Animal Planet uh, Discovery Channel. Just watching the meat with a background voice that is British. Oh, look at them chew up. Uh, that's a horrible British accent. But, ooh, we got something. I think we got an Amazon package. Let's go stop the recording for a bit. Uh, I think it is this button. Pause. And we are back. Okay, so yes, I had a Amazon package. Amazon from Amazing. Oh boy, it's so amazing that we can get stuff delivered to us. Same day delivery. I just got some protein powder. From Amazon. Of course, because I'm rich. That's something that not many people can relate. <laughs> College students. <laughs> High school students who don't have money to have a Prime account like I do. Uh, that's one of those little joys that I uh, give myself in life for uh, $9.99, something like that. It's a little joy, you know. 
be able to buy stuff and actually arrive at your home in the same day. God, I love that. Um, I'm sorry about my drivers. You know, they got to do what they got to do to make a living. But I did reward two people from Amazon uh, that they were just, you know, doing their thing. And I was just there. And I gave them a Gatorade. I gave two people a Gatorade and they loved it. I'm like, ah, thanks, man, bro. I'm like, hey, hi. And then they turn around like, you want a Gatorade? And like, oh, man, sure. And they got a Gatorade. I'm like, I just, I just had run out of water. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I work in the hut, son. I know gifting a Gatorade is like the best gift that you can get as a laborer. Talking about laboring, uh, this Monday is going to be Labor Day. Where are my laborers? Where are my electricians? My concrete laborers? Where are my, where are my people? I need my people to celebrate. I like that my job celebrates Labor Day by not working. It's the totally opposite <laughs> of what it is. Right? Labor Day, let's celebrate working by not working. Love that attitude. Also, it's a perfect way to celebrate it too because it's like a day without workers. What would we do without workers, right? Amazing. Uh, I just like the holiday, really. Finally, a job that gives me holidays. I work in China, right? They don't believe in holidays over there. They believe in giving you quote-unquote days and then making them up on Saturday and Sunday. Sucks ass. That's not really a holiday. That's just a you don't go to work this day, but you will work it regardless. <clears throat> and then what? High school barely celebrated anything. Nothing at all. They barely ever gave us maybe like two days a year uh free of school i hated that i don't know why that attitude is so prevalent people here in america love the hustle mentality i don't i i'm happy for those people uh i don't like how they snort cocaine all day long to achieve that type of lifestyle well you know each their own i believe in having some sleep and uh, taking care of your body because your body knows best okay treat it good And it will treat you good as well. The body is a total different entity from yourself. Welcome to the hippie uh, podcast right now. You're listening to the world is an oyster. What does that even mean? Why? I, I've looked at oysters and uh, they're pretty small. Also, who said there was a joke? I loved it. Yeah, my favorite podcaster, Mr. Uh, Errol Nightingale from 1950, 1950. He said, if the world is so small... Why does it cost so much to run it or to keep it running? <laughs> yeah, they always say the world is small. But why does it cost so much to keep it running? No, it is what it is, okay? Okay, you don't get to choose your problems or your riches. <clears throat> but I'm quite lucky to have been born in a family with two parents uh, and uh, loving in their own way. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. <laughs> uh, but take it as a compliment <laughs> um, and then just having a life away from drugs even though I struggle with depression my entire goddamn life but uh, finally I'm learning to live with it that's the best thing I've learned live with your depression oh my god yeah don't fight it please don't the more you fight it the stronger it gets the more you chase happiness the farther it goes In order to get something, you have to set it free. Welcome to the hippie podcast right here. <laughs> But really, uh, there's that quote about if you want to hold water, no, if you want to hold running water from a river, 
and you put it in a cup, uh, it becomes still water. So if you want to see it running, you have to let it be. If you want to catch the blowing wind by putting it in a jar, once you do it, it becomes still. So if you want to see it being wild, just let it be itself. Just let it be. And if the water from a river wants to you know, overflow anywhere, it will take the easiest path. It will not you know, struggle to overflow and then get sad because it didn't. <laughs> it wouldn't be a stressed water. <laughs> Imagine if a water was like, dang it, I just needed two more inches to go over that little branch. You would say, calm down, Mr. Water. Why are you so stressed? Hey, water doesn't do that. Uh, a lot of things don't do that because, of course, they're inanimate objects. Why would they such a thing? Why? But it's nice for a story, okay? It teaches a lesson in some random hippie way. And uh, yeah, I've lived with my depression. It is what it is. I, uh, this is the month that I'm happy. I think it's a uh, call bipolar disorder when you have a happy month and a sad month or maybe three sad months and two happy months. So my sad months are finally gone and my happy months are here. And so I'm going to take full advantage of them and I'm going to record a podcast as long as I can for as many days as I can. Um, yeah, that's what it means to live with it, okay? Everybody has their own mental illness. Uh, uh, you just don't know. Uh, a lot of mental illnesses are not even illnesses. They're just uh, forms of uh, personalities and attitudes. And uh, an illness is basically just a bunch of symptoms paired together. Just like the cold, right? Like, does your head hurt? Do you have fever? Do you have green muckus? Oh, you have the flu. Well, does your hair hurt? Do you have fever? But you don't have muckus? Oh, you have uh, COVID. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Or you don't even know if you have COVID or flu. So, oh, you've been depressed for a month. Okay, um, have you thought about suicide? Oh, have you thought about um, uh, ponies? I was like, no, I haven't thought about ponies. Like, oh, okay, you're not depressed. Uh, you have uh, bipolar disorder. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's just a bunch of symptoms together. And it's like, okay, I... I will give your group of symptoms a name and I will call it ADHD. And this one I will call it heart attack. So my people that have uh, some uh, collage of symptoms, the fancy way to say it, live with it, learn, uh, don't run away from it. You just make it stronger. Accept it. It's part of you. It's part of your personality. It's who made you who you are um cherish it at least for me when i'm depressed i do my best to do the basic as in showering uh, brushing my teeth and eating and drinking water that's it that's the basic i i just know that i will eventually get out of that state of mind um so in the meantime even though I feel like it's useless to do those activities, I know as a logical fact, it's more like logic rather than follow your feelings, I know that it will be helpful to keep a basic hygiene and my body will thank me in my happy months. <clears throat> it is what it is, guys. Don't worry about me. Please don't. I've had this my entire life. I know how it goes. Um, you just learn to live with it. That's it. Uh, happy moments take cherish them sad moments cope with them uh, survive <laughs> and live whenever you can 
Uh, but you cannot live every day. Do it every day. You have to count your blessings. Be happy, uh, grateful of whatever you have, no matter how small it is. Just like the fact that I just got an Amazon package because I'm fucking rich. I mean, I'm richer than a high school student, okay? I'm not rich like Joe Roginski. I'm not rich like uh, Oprah or Bill Gatos. But I am richer than a college student. <laughs> and that makes me smile. Okay. <laughs> That's what life is about. Just compare yourself to at least something so that you can feel better about yourself. Uh, they say don't ever compare yourself to somebody else because you're never going to be that. Uh, it's just going to make you depressed. Something like that, right? Like uh, It's better to be yourself. It's like what I said in the last podcast, don't compare yourself to somebody else because they're not you and you're not them. But every once in a while, compare yourself to somebody who's doing worse. <laughs> it will make you happy momentarily. At least grateful, okay? With a goal to be grateful, not with a goal to be uh, a piece of shit. Uh, show off <laughs> or big ego by the way big ego i don't even know what ego is technically but i have a feeling that ego means somebody who loves themselves too much or takes themselves too seriously something which i had uh oh something i want to say a lot of things that people are afraid of doing uh talking from personal experience is the best thing that you can do but not all the time okay so please don't go chase your fears but just know that every once in a while, uh, that fear is something purposely stopping to achieve your greatness. Yep. Now, hire me as your next motivational speaker. Please call me at uh, uh, Joko Go After Burner, Orange Real Energy, Zero Crush, Orange Naturally Flavor, Sugar 10 Free Calories, uh, com. If you need somebody to give you a motivational speech in your high school, in your college, the perfect person to do it, I will uh, slap the depression out of your face and then introduce some protein. Honestly, I don't know what the point of this podcast is, really. There's a lot in my head. There's so much in my head. I can't believe... Well, yeah, I do believe. I filled an hour, 22 minutes of rambling. That's how much stuff is in my head. Look, this podcast is basically for me. I don't advertise it. I wish I did, but... That's one of my fears, advertising and sales. I'm horrible at it because I'm afraid of it. Um, I just don't like interrupting people of their valuable time because I hate advertising. I really do. But even though I like it sometimes, but mm, I don't know. I just don't like doing it, okay? I would hire somebody to do that, but uh, it's not worth hiring anybody for a podcast <laughs> to, to market it, okay? Um yeah, it is what it is, okay? I have a lot in my mind. I'm doing this podcast to clear it, to unload all this stuff onto a healthy mind, hopefully. Whatever is normal. I don't know what normal is. I've never been normal. I'm okay with not being normal. In fact, I've always had a mature mind or an old soul. I've always felt wiser beyond my age. Not... Yeah, okay, I'm going to show off. Okay, let me show off a little. Just a little. <laughs> I've always had uh, made choices that are beyond my age. Like uh, not drinking that much, really not getting passed out drunk. Um, not uh, cheating. Um, not uh, when I see red flags uh, back in the old days, you know, just get out. Uh, when I have a bad feeling about someone, we'll stop being their friend, you know. 
pretty simple solutions that a lot of people take them um, probably their whole life to learn. <clears throat> and I learned them quick, uh, simply because they felt logical and my gut feeling, I was following it. Uh, so yeah, should you always follow your gut feeling? Not always, sometimes. There was a time when I would follow it a lot and then I just became a, a weird, uh, like a weird hippie. Not even a hippie, just some strange form of walking ball of fear or of stress. Like like asking, the, in a way it's like asking a, a, the universe or a coin to tell you what to do, right? Like I would uh, ask my gut, let's just say, not really my gut, but I would be like, okay, Damien, what do you want to do? Oh, you want to do that? Okay, let's do that. And then it would just be like every decision I do has to be consulted by my gut feeling. And uh, it's a horrible way of living, really. It's not good. So don't always follow it. <laughs> Do whatever you want, okay? But not always. It's very strange. It's just a balance that uh, only you know because it's your balance. It's your lifestyle. And nobody else will uh, be able to tell you how to balance it out. I, all I can tell you is find that at that point that is good in between good and bad and whatever feels comfortable for you. And it's okay to not feel comfortable once in a while and want to become better. It's okay once in a while to not want to become better and to stay who you are. That's the thing. A lot of, uh, a lot of people uh, used to be chasing happiness and perfection. Uh, not perfection, but, you know, uh, growth. Always learning and do something great. And now I feel like it's enough, okay? I don't need to keep learning. I've learned enough. I've done enough. It's time to act. It's time to do something. It's time to live life or just do something in life other than lose it in a book. Lose it in YouTube. Even though it's amazing for documentaries and learning stuff, it's time to put stuff into practice, okay? It's time to just let it all go and uh, be a human. <laughs> Whatever humans do, I don't know what they do. Am I a human? I don't know, but I know what lil-theanine Amino acids and new improved flavor. No tropics. Also, what's what's up with organic trend? Everything is organic nowadays. And last time I checked, I think the definition of organic was something that doesn't have pesticides. And I think I bought a cauliflower that was organic uh, by accident. <clears throat> and it had bugs walking alive. I kill bugs. Well... This thing had bugs. Why? Because it's organic. Why? Because they don't use pesticides. So bugs are there because they don't use pesticides. So pretty much, do you want to buy something that has bugs and pay about three times the price? Or you want to pay something that doesn't have bugs and pay cheaper? I go for the non-organic, okay? That one wins until people figure out how to get rid of bugs while not using pesticides. You know, I'm out. <laughs> Let's actually see. Organic food definition. What's the definition of that stuff? Organic food, fresh or processed, produced by organic farming methods. Oh, thank you. You have explained so much. Organic food is grown without the use of synthetic chemicals, basically pesticides, such as human-made pesticides and fertilizers. Human-made fertilizers? Like, I can make some human-made fertilizer in the bathroom. And does not contain genetically modified orgasms, GMOs, organisms. Organic foods 
include fresh produce, meats and dairy products, as well as processed food. Blah, 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 blah. The market for organic food has grown significantly since the late 20th century, becoming a... Uh, you don't need to know that. <sighs> but you saw it, okay? It doesn't have pesticides. It doesn't use fertilizers made by humans. I don't know what they mean. Maybe they use uh, horse bones to make their fertilizer. And pesticide, I guess they use ducks to eat the ladybugs. <laughs> I don't know, but to pay three times the price, nah. Uh, whatever your thing is, if you want to eat organic, go for it. Do it. It's your life. Uh, and it is my life not to eat organic. I lived in China. Everything over there is organic. And let me tell you, it expires within three days of being outside of your fridge. It expires in four days of being inside your fridge. That's the organic life. You buy stuff in America, it lasts for fucking ever, and it's great. <laughs> Everything lasts much longer here in the fridge and out of the fridge. That's because of, thank goodness, of GMOs and pesticides, okay? Because we take care of our food. In fact, that's exactly what made our farms produce more food and make it cheaper. Because the bugs were eating it a lot less and it wasn't rotting on the way to the store where a lot of it had to be thrown out so yeah we kind of lose the reasoning as to why we do such things like why do we put gmos why do we put pesticides and then you take them out and then you go back to the 1800s and you're like ah oh, that's why we use pesticides i just got a heartworm in my heart because english is very easy and a heartworm is not in your kidneys according to the word itself. <laughs> That's why we use pesticides, okay? Oh, my food is just uh, going bad even though I left it out for a day. Well, that's because it doesn't have some delicious GMO because that's what it was supposed to do to make your food be stronger against the weather, which uh, you can argue everything you want to argue. But there's a reason why we do things, okay? There is a reason why we switch to color TV. There's a reason why we stop sending mail on pigeons and we use computers and a car to deliver mail. Okay, there's a reason why things evolve, why the people before us did it a certain way and why the people now do it a different way because it's an improvement. And um, that's why this sort of a romantic feeling that goes to the past, like, oh, you know, back in the old age, people did this and did that. Must have been a pretty sweet life, let me tell you. Not really. If you want to do that, life right now is so good that you can turn that into a hobby. But back then, in their day, it was a lifestyle. They had no choice to make that a hobby. So let's say farming your own vegetables, your own food. Back then, you had to do it. Now it can become a hobby. You can put it in your backyard that is used for nothing. You can forget about it your potatoes are gonna get rot and you're gonna be like oh my god my potatoes are rot oh i better go to the grocery store <laughs> and your problem is solved back in the day oh my potatoes are rot i guess i'm gonna have to eat one of my children which of you five will be the one <laughs> okay it's different <laughs> different problems now we are blessed to have what we have and there's people out there who want to go back to the old days let them be you be yourself, I'm myself, I'm happy drinking chemicals and uh, flavoring my food with uh, GMOs, okay? I have, in fact, 
a salty cup filled with GMOs and that I just sprinkle into my non-organic eggs every morning together with some uh, jet fuel. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, too long. Too long in this topic. I gotta switch it up a bit. We talk about mental illness. So many free ideas, right? You got ideas for days. I really hope this machine is doing what machines are supposed to do and record everything I say in a good tone of voice because I'm kind of far from the microphone. Uh, but I did notice that on my last podcast, I was shouting a lot. And I was basically, as I was driving, playing with the volume knob. So every time <laughs> I would scream, I would lower the volume. And then now I would speak so uh, low that I wouldn't to up it and I would scare myself with those screams so yeah I learned a little bit not to scream too much I like to scream but maybe I can at least give a get away from microphone size shout I guess that would be nicer <laughs> for everybody and when I say everybody I just mean myself the number one subscriber right here if everybody if at any point I become a disconnected rich man And uh, I am in one of those elite interviews and they asked me, who was your first subscriber? I would say myself, myself, me and I. I would listen to myself, I would agree with myself and I would listen to it for 40 minutes while driving. My favorite podcaster was me. <laughs> My God, this is so narcissistic. But hey, what's there not to love? I am me. I am basically with my mind every single day since I was born. How am I not gonna like it? That's the, well, uh, <clears throat> there was times that I hated, of course, times that I hate myself, but you gotta uh, learn to love yourself, which is something that I've been working on my entire life. And then I finally achieved in some degree to accept the way I am and just let it be. And it's pretty fun. I recommend it. Love me. <laughs> just please be yourself it's it makes things a lot better uh, not worrying about what others think it, it's weird because it's the same phrase that I always hear don't care about what others think and it just really doesn't teach you anything even if I said that to you now just doesn't teach doesn't have anything it has all my thoughts inside like when I say that phrase there are a million experiences coming into my head that make me understand that phrase and when I say it to you it just I transfer the words but I don't transfer all the memories I don't give you the experience that I had to finally feel the answer you know it's like the difference between knowledge and wisdom I always believe that knowledge is just knowing stuff and wisdom is to understand them but to feel them to finally ah do that And wisdom cannot be given to anybody. You can give them knowledge. And when they get that aha moment, then it becomes wisdom. Something that only you can understand when it hits you. So yeah, when I say don't care about what others think, eh, I, it's just a cliche. But I finally, finally feel it. I finally feel it in this podcast. Um, because people will think, and I will care, But there's one part of me that is like, but there are these million experiences that I had when I cared and they cared and I cared that they cared and it just brought my depression to a higher level 
and my life blah 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 blah, blah. you know the rest and now it's like okay I'll do my best so it doesn't affect me and when it does affect me I'll do my best to welcome that feeling so that we can get rid of it quickly <clears throat> and maybe just pass it on to somebody else do we even ever I feel like I'm just passing on my problems to somebody else <laughs> do we ever solve our own issues or do we just pass it on like put it in a bag <laughs> and just give it to the next person like people that love complaining always are passing on whatever happened during the day to you uh pretty dummy things uh, i want to talk about another phrase that i heard from errol he said oh, so dang it i left me it will come back but it was amazing phrase something about uh wise and knowledge it was uh it was really great Oh, I think it came to me. You are as great as your biggest worry. And you are as big as your biggest fear. Something like that. Which to me translates to... If you have petty thoughts or petty problems. Oh my god, my Ferrari is yellow and I wanted it in blue. And that is stressing you out. I think you're a petty person, right? Well, you have it pretty well made if that's one of your worries, actually. <laughs> you have it. You achieved life. You completed it, if that's your worry. But I guess my example, I'm hard. it's hard to... I'm not really hard, okay? Uh, it's really hard to <laughs> come up with an example on the spot. But butts and cheeks. I'm trying. Uh, nope, it, it is what it is. Left me. Uh, it was at the tip of my tongue, as some people might say. Even though I say some people, it's actually me who's saying it at the moment. Isn't English weird? Aren't common phrases weird? We never really stop to think about them. And actually ponder who said it and why. And why did it catch on? Because every time you say a phrase that is new to somebody else, they just give you that look of eh. And then you have to explain it to them. And it's not fun. <laughs> he's not having fun. I'm not having fun. I look like a dummy. And he looks like I'm weird if I'm explaining him, right? Like, I had it in the tip of my tongue. I was like, what, is, what do you mean, tip of the tongue? I was like, oh, when something is something is there and I'm ready to say it, but then I forget it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I feel you. But uh, couldn't you say that in the beginning? <laughs> but I guess every catchphrase happens like that. Somebody says something and... Then you have to explain it, and it's like a chain reaction. The next person has to explain it to the next until finally it's known by everybody. But everybody starts like that since a kid. They have to learn these phrases. Uh, I, there's a word for those type of phrases. But uh, I don't know what it is. You're just as, as big as your problems are and as great as your... I don't even know if it was your biggest stress. I think it was the least, your smallest fear and your smallest worry. You're as big as your smallest worry and as great as your smallest fear. Something around those words. I love that quote that he said. And it made me rethink and it helped me finally pinpoint 
or connect some ideas that I've always had. A lot of cliche words that, that people tell you, right? Like, don't care about what others say. And if I could think of more examples. <laughs> but it is... I stopped myself from saying that phrase. Okay, I almost said it. it becomes, it's becoming a thick, a thick tick. But not a tick that sucks blood. But a tick that goes tic-tac-toe. Did you know that uh, Qing Champu... It's actually rock, paper, scissors in Chinese. Uh, I think in Mexico we say, we translate it directly, pero papel o tijera. Or sometimes they say chin, champu. And it's actually from China because I saw my students playing that game and they were saying those, those exact words. But, you know, better pronunciation. <laughs> Ooh, time to go. The lady arrived, so it's time to give her attention. And uh, now there's two podcasters in the room. So um, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.